Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The Breakfast Brief on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. Let's take a look at headlines investors will be paying attention to this morning. Of course, the FOMC meeting minutes, which shows and gives assurance, you know, at a glance right now that the Fed is committed to ensuring that they can control inflation. Yeah, with bear in mind, these minutes were three weeks old. So this is a reflection of the minutes from quite a bit of time ago. So you have to take that into account when you try to read into the signals. This is based on data they had up to that point. So going into that, we did get some colour. And this is where we have a bit of reassurance, like you pointed out, that policymakers are committed to raising rates as much as they need to address inflation. And that is now signaling that they are looking at 50 or 75 basis points in terms of a hike in the upcoming meeting in a week's time. We have been expecting that already. Mm. And this was sort of indicated by Jerome Powell. But I am curious. I mean, you talk about looking at these minutes as trying to get a little bit more colour, trying to understand how they decided at the last meeting that 75 basis points was the number to go for. I mean, what are some, I don't know, economic or analysts saying about this. Mm. So this is worth watching out for in terms of what would be the data coming through in the week to come and what the inflation indicators pointing to. So far, we've seen some of the indications pointing to weaker consumer sentiment and mm. talk of recession just building up. Yeah. And that definitely has to play into the policy-making decision by the FOMC, whether they need to take that into account. If they raise rates too fast, too much, will that cause the economy to have a hard landing and just you know, cause more pain elsewhere? So this is one thing they'll be watching out for. And there is increasing talk that they might dial back from 75 to 50 basis points. So not as jumbo-sized as the last meeting. So that is something now starting to creep back in as people try to digest the latest minutes to figure out if they will be able to balance the economy versus inflation. I guess, you know, it's about time to really price this R word in, the mm. word and the talk of recession. I mean, just this morning, we have Christiana Georgieva, the IMF Managing Director, coming out to say that they are set to downgrade their 2022 forecast for 3.6% global economic growth. And this is the third downgrade this year. Her exact words. Uh, it's going to be a tough 22, but maybe a tougher 2023. Recession risks increase in 2023. Yeah, I think that could be the buzzword for the rest of the year. Downgrade. Because we've seen downgrades <laughs> just continuing to pile on from IMF and with the earnings season coming up around the corner, we could see more downgrades yeah, from expectations yeah. around business conditions and earnings. So downgrades possibly. And we've seen how that has been playing out for global growth forecasts as well as the US growth forecast. Right now, the odds of a US recession, roughly one in three based on consensus forecasts. <sighs> so it is not yet a base case scenario, yeah, but yeah. the odds are rising. In a world where we're looking for stability, really, and boring is better, the UK's government is in complete disarray with the, of course, resignation of two prominent ministers, the Education and Finance Minister yesterday, and overnight a lot of urges to Prime Minister Boris Johnson to quit. But he says no. I am just trying to keep up with the number of people who have quit. And in the past three or four hours, I am looking at more than 40 Quitting the UK government, 40. Okay, so junior course, members, lesser prominent ministers. Uh, yes, sure, junior sure. ministers, 
Parliament G8. So these are all part of the inner workings of Boris Johnson's government. And of course, right at the top, we've got the health minister and finance minister yep. leaving. So it's a major blow. Hey, you know, pardon me for being the Singaporean tourist, but doesn't this make it a great time to go there and spend some money? <laughs> so that might be something to take note of, the impact on the British pound. So we've yep. seen it in the reaction to the news down under 120. So it was lower by about 1.5 to 2% in the aftermath of the what people are now calling the cabinet coup. Now it's at 120 versus the US dollar and that is the lowest in nearly two years. And right. versus the Sing dollar is at 1.67. Hey, that's so, okay. It's alright, I guess, but you have to really weigh a lot of things besides what's happening in Parliament yeah, course, for the UK. Course, You've got course. the potential recession as well and the um, the BOE just warning that the UK economic outlook is just worsening with the war in Ukraine yeah. and is now telling banks to ramp up capital buffers to deal with any shocks. So you've got a lot of issues um, playing out for the UK. Yeah, well, I mean, as it stands, you know, and again, coming back to how several people have urged Boris Johnson to quit, he refuses to go and he's got to call an election, I think, before 2024. So speculation going around that we may see an early election. Yeah, so big question is, What's next, right? What's next, and yeah, you yeah. talked about how people were urging him to go. One of them was Michael Gove, one of the most senior ministers in his government. So, oh, in right. response, Boris Johnson fired him. So, <laughs> uh, that's what you get for trying to get your boss to go. So, that's um, continuing to play out the ramifications of the cabinet coup. So, this is all part of a whole series of incidents, including Partygate, also around one of his appointments of Chris Pincher. Who yeah, yeah had allegations of inappropriate behaviour that apparently Boris Johnson knew about and yeah. still promoted him for to Deputy Chief Whip. So this is something still weighing on his political fortunes. So the big question is whether he will face another no-confidence vote. According to current rules, you can't do another one until one year later. So they are trying to change the rules. And that could be something they will be trying to amend next week. It's a Netflix documentary, don't you think? I think it'll happen. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.